All the sports are plays. All the sports are plays. All the sports are plays. We're making a place, we're talking again, get you to the days We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane Variety topics, living the same All presentations, sports information In the airways, taking the nation All sport, all plays, they're working your faces Grace up the field, so tie up the laces All sports, all plays What up, everybody? How's it feel? I feel great. 61 wins. We got Stephen A. Smith and First Take, who is always last at everything, talking about the Phoenix Suns. We haven't joined you guys in a week. And since then, we've had three teams go up on us by, what, like 12, 14 points Mm -hmm. per game? Mm -hmm. Start trash talking. And then what happens? They get smacked in the mouth like Chris Rock did tonight from Will Smith. That's what happens with this team. Uh, We're going to talk about absolutely everything tonight, but we're really going to talk about Devin Booker being the MVP of the league. Uh, There's no question he's the best player on the Suns, which is, if you look in a lot of comments, that's what people are saying. He ain't even the best, but no, he's the best player on the Suns. He's the best player in the NBA this season. Arguably, he was the best player in the NBA last season. But people are finally just figuring about figuring out who Devin Armani Booker is. He has gone full Armani mode, just like he, all three of us kind of predicted going in when Chris Paul got hurt. And now Chris Paul is back. We're getting healthy. We're gonna talk about it. He's on fire podcast. Go, y'all! sports the way everything has just kind of been working out and the nfl has been crazy i don't even care about the cardinals at this point because i'm so invested into what this phoenix suns team is doing and they come out with the win tonight just you know like everybody kind of expected and u.s men's national team comes out with three big points to hopefully get to the world cup i want to touch on that briefly Mm -hmm. but fellas we are here for one reason only tonight He's heating. He's on fire. That one. He's on fire. That man, Devin Armani Booker. It's been a week since we've gotten together. So I want you guys to take the platform for a little bit. And I want you just to talk about Devin Booker, whether it's this season, his progression, whether you believed in him or you didn't to begin with, what he means to this franchise, the city, just all-encompassing. It doesn't even need to be about the NBA this year. JJ, 
I want to start with you, and I'm going to pull up some highlights, and we'll show them on, on another screen in a second. So let, don't let that mess you up. But talk about Devin Armani Booker, please. Uh, I mean, we're basically uh, beating up uh, a dead horse at this point. Uh, we've been preaching this for the last two seasons. Uh, he's been really consistent, and his numbers have only gone up a little bit since last season, but his efficiency has gone up a lot more, and his three-point shooting is uh, like going back and forth between 40 and 39. And, and so he, he is balling out, and, you know, when March rolls around, that's when, you know, he just doesn't miss a shot. And, uh, like I said, it's just being uh, beating a dead horse. Uh, like, uh, just to start from uh, that Minnesota game, you know, like I knew that game was going to be chippy. Uh, the refs let a lot of things slide on both uh, uh, for both teams. And, and but how Patrick Beverly like took over that team when it comes to just uh, having like that, that annoying, like complaining aspect really pissed a lot a lot of the players off and fans off too and i just like i love carl anthony towns and hit, uh, me seeing him act like that was kind of discouraging and, and the same thing with uh, d'angelo russell and uh ant wasn't like that he was just trying to you know uh find his uh footing in the game but mm -hmm. yeah i wasn't liking anything uh what i was seeing from that and when uh carl and jay were uh chopping it back and forth i knew something was going to happen and like what do you know uh they cut uh this uh this team cut the bullshit they took the game over smacked them and then all of a sudden twitter just took over the minnesota twitter pages and just went crazy and that was really fun to see then the nuggets game was just a extension of that uh, a booger shooting at a high level efficient as hell and then that's when uh the talk started started to come on on undisputed and uh, first things first, uh, uh, Chris Broussard, he's riding with us uh, to win the championship this year. Uh, for some reason, Nick Wright thinks that Dallas is going to take us out if we meet in the playoffs. That is and the dumbest I'll, thing I've ever heard. That, yeah, is the, the, he, he, that means he doesn't know that they haven't beaten us in like three years. Yeah, yeah, they haven't beat us in two years. Lucas beat us once, and that was the first uh, time uh, uh, we played against them. And that's when Booker's team was kind of shit. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's when the conversation started uh, because he oh, got MVP chance in Denver. Uh, it's got the Suns and four chance, the MVP chance. And it just like, you know, it's like, it's just crazy to see all this transpire in front of our eyes. And, you know, uh, like Shannon and Skip, they admitted and uh, they apologized to Booker saying like, yeah, we've been sleeping on you. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but you should be in the conversation. And now it gets into uh, – now we're in today, and Booker literally goes insane in Look the first shot. quarter again and shooting above 50% and base, uh, and scoring 82 points in the last two games. And, <laughs> and yeah, he could drop 40 every night, but that's not the best way to play, uh, you know, win, the, uh, win these games, you know. Chris Paul's back, you know, let's just get another win and just move on. And – we talked about this after the all-star break. Like if Devin Booker wants to make MVP push, this is the time you do it. And from, uh, from all-star break to now, that's all he's been doing is uh, shooting efficiently, being a distributor, being aggressive on defense and him just not giving up on plays. And like Booker's just unraveling uh, before our eyes. He's reaching further down in his bag and he's just uh, exposing players because Matisse Thibel couldn't do anything. James Harden couldn't do anything. Um, uh, Tyrese Maxey, 
like Booker was just having a field day with all these guards. And Danny Green, he was getting frustrated. He was complaining to the refs. I mean, all the Sixers players were complaining to the refs. But <laughs> and, and, and real quick, too, I want to add to your point. Last year, there was a few games we could talk about. Drew Holiday did. Oh, that's against Anthony Davis right there. Yeah. There was a few one. things we could. And for anybody listening, I, I'm playing some a video clips right now of Devin Booker and his highlights throughout his throughout his years. Um, last year, Aaron Gordon, we could talk about clamped him down to a point. Uh, we could talk about Drew Holiday clamping him down. I can't okay, think of anybody this year that has clamped him down or has, has legitimately given him trouble. Um, I want to have uh, give Amit a chance to to speak on this as well too, and then I'm sure we're going to have a few points we want to argue back and forth. But Amit, uh, talk about Devin Armani Booker. Yeah, so you know after that bubble run, like I, I was doing just like a hard sort of analysis in my head and being like, well, what, what's the ceiling for Booker? You know, and, and my conclusion was, given the even though the small sample size, every year he's progressed in almost every area of his game has gotten better. He is MVP caliber, MVP finals caliber. That's his ceiling. And then, you know, maybe after that, it's, you know, Hall of Fame or whatever, you know, whatever you want to say after that. Right. So it's funny that the the year I would consider last year, the year where he was playing at an MVP level, he was not even considered an MVP player by anybody other than us fans. Right. And even then, we were kind of split between CP3 and Booker on that just because of the impact that we thought CP3 had. But you know what? CP3 really came in and took a lot. He took and he, he didn't try to do this, but he took a lot of credit of where the team's growth came from when it really was like internally, it was Booker, you know, learning to play just more efficiently. Like it wasn't CP3. Yeah. He was there to help close the games at the end. And he was able there to set the pace, you know, offensively and, and just get Aiden into the right positions and whatnot. But he didn't like the team was already on, on track to, they were going to have a winning season. Maybe not like, you know, second in the West, but they were going to be in the playoffs. Um, but he really did, you know, accelerate the championship time label for the t- timetable for the team. So, so now it's like, you know, and, and I, dude, I got to get props and just, I'm, I'm such a, I'm so grateful to be part of like son's Twitter and how we just bullied everybody into making Devin <laughs> MVP candidate overnight. Like that was, that was insane. Like I that couldn't was, believe that it. That was we're crazy. Here, right. Like all of a sudden you're hearing Absolutely. it. And then, for, and, and you know, look, the criteria. It all started with that. What's her name? Rose Gold, or I, I don't know her name. Oh my god! It doesn't matter yeah. what her name is. Oh. By the way, it, one thing that does matter: she w- was a commentator for the Golden State Warriors before yeah. that. So, so she obviously is biased there. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the criteria is this: best player on the best team. Um, and there's years where that, Jordan probably yeah. should have won them, and you know, or Kobe, or Kobe. Carl Malone took one away from him. I, I still think that Barkley probably he 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 deserved the one that he won. Uh, yeah. But you know when we start giving it to like te- like teams where they're in like seventh place just because the fact that their team isn't has injuries or isn't like built well, that's not my fault, man. James Jones built this team to persevere through injuries to be versatile enough to slide people around. That's not Booker's fault. That's not Chris Paul's fault. You know. And then on top of that, we said this. When when CP3 went down, we said, look, like this is Booker's chance. What, what's it been like 15 games for him to show that he's a, a, a true MVP candidate um, to to like to other the national folks, not just, you know, not us. And uh, I mean, it's just it's a pleasure to watch him because he's just like 
he doesn't really say much. Like I don't, you know, you know, I love that he talks shit to the players and he's starting to get a little rowdy with the fans too. Yeah. Which, which I, sure. I do like, <laughs> I, I think he's got to be careful there a little bit, but uh, cause you don't want to, you don't want to say the wrong thing, but cause people kept, you know, he called that guy a pussy or whatever. Like that, you know, somebody caught that, like it's funny, but you know, you just don't want to be caught saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look, I, I just think th- we're that we're, we're at, at that point. block. Devin Booker yeah. playing defense five years ago, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're seeing this consistently. Like before we were seeing this and we're like, oh, he can do that. Now we're like, That's oh, crazy. he can go rip it from Nicole Jokovic or Joker two oh. or three times in se- consecutive possession. Here comes another one. Here comes another one. The game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got it in his bag. He's got the full package. And now we're seeing it more consistently on the defensive end, on the rebounding on the physicality on defense. And uh, it's, dude, this is like, we're seeing, this book has just entered the, his prime. Like he is entering his prime right now. And it's scary because he can even get better. And, you know, right he, he right now, he can probably be a two-way player per, for let's say the next four to five years, playing at the level that he's playing at and getting more efficient, getting little other sort of little things in his bag. I mean, look at that. <laughs> So yeah, man. I mean, this is this is it. This is what we came for. This is why we stuck with him. This is why we are Suns fans because we wanted this. One hundred percent. I there's things that I could add and we could talk about, but bottom line is, best player on the best team, man. Best player on the best team, and he's averaging twenty six and a half points. He, I had it up on my other screen. So if you just give give me one second, I want to keep playing this, but uh, bring it up on the other screen. Um, Devin Booker's numbers, and he's averaging career highs in in a lot right now. I don't think people also don't realize that they don't realize how many how much of a career year he's having, just because he's not averaging a career high in points. Does that make sense? And that's yeah, very frustrating to watch. Yet Steph Curry will get all the love. And he's not averaging a career high in anything. Fortunately, well, not fortunately, like Steph Curry's been hurt. Yeah, I get that. But he's not getting the love because he's out right now, right? So Devin Booker this year. These are career highs, by the way. Uh, Career high in field goals per game. His uh, previous was was 19.6. He's averaging 20.7. He's not getting a career high in field goal percentage yet. And he's close on three-point percentage, but he's also averaging tied for a career high in three points per game. He's close in free throw percentage by about four percentage points, so he probably won't get there, but here's where it is. Career high in offensive rebounds, career high in defensive rebounds, career high in rebounds overall, career high in blocks, career high in steals by a mile, career low in personal fouls, career low in turnovers per game, and he's 0.3 0.3 points off of beating or tying his mark for points per game. His highest two years in a row was 18, 19 and 19, 20. So uh, one of them was a bubble year, 26.6 points per game through 70 games and through 63 games this year, 26.3 best player on the best team. And I don't know what else people have to do or what else he has to do to prove it to people. You need to watch more Phoenix Suns games if you don't think he plays defense. You need to watch more Phoenix Suns games if you truly believe Chris Paul is the best player on that team. Last year, we could make that argument, right, you guys? We could make that argument between Chris Paul and Devin Booker, more so because of our record 
what it was before and after Chris Paul. But JJ, this year, that's not even a question, right? Chris Paul versus Devin Booker. Like, it's clearly Devin Booker. And if anything, with Chris Paul being out for 14 games, it proves that he's not replaceable, but replaceable for lack of other terms, I guess. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, looking back, I like I I even think that Booker was the better player last year. It like like Ama said uh, when he was talking, uh, the seeds were planted, you know, with uh, Rubio, and uh, when yeah. James mm-hmm. Jones was uh, constructing mm-hmm. uh, this team to be sustainable, and uh, Chris Paul was just the the cherry on top of to you know the future and what uh, this uh, core can really do. Booker's always been the best player on this team, and he's been ever since he got drafted. Honestly, so. Uh, like what he's been doing the last two years has been insane. And what he's been doing in this uh, uh, four game stretch is crazy too. 49 points. Uh, he had uh, 38 uh, tonight. And uh, what do you have against Minnesota? 30, 35 30, tonight. Thir- uh, uh, 35. So like he's, uh, he's basically slaying all the MVP candidates right now. The media has been trying to give Joel Embiid the MVP for the last three, four years, but he's been hurt. And this is like the first year he's played enough games to, you know, possibly give him the the award and stuff. And who really knows the criteria anymore? There, there's a reason why Steve Nash won. There was a reason why Derrick Rose won. Like the best player on the best team at the time needs to at least be in the conversation. If they're not in the conversation, then this whole thing is flawed. And with that, uh, yeah. that Rose, that Rose gold uh, a woman, like obviously she's not watching Phoenix Suns games because she, uh, she said Booker wasn't, a, a two-way player he's not playing defense he's not yeah. shooting well from the field he's not a top 10 scorer but dude dude is like like eighth or ninth on any given night so it, obviously she doesn't know what she's talking about and that goes to many analysts and all these analysts basically admitted that they haven't been watching these games so yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh, they're, they're 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 telling on themselves dude when they when you're saying that booker doesn't play defense or he's not a leader or he's, he's not a playmaker or um, you know, he, he only contributes on just, he only gives you points and shooting. Like it's, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Cause there's so many things. I mean, all you have to do is go back and look at the value. Like who set the, who set the pick for Aiden? It was Booker. Right. Um, he does that. That's not like that one time play. Like he does that consistently for Mikhail, for Jay Crowder, for, you know, he'll go to the corner, set a, like a little slip screen. So somebody can get behind him, behind him for a three. Like he's, he's doing all the little things to win. That's why he's not averaging 30 points a game. If he averaged 30, he would be uh, exactly. If he averaged 30, he would be um, shooting a little bit lower percentage and it would impact the team. Like the, our, our, our yeah. net rating would be, would not be as be as good as it is. So he's doing everything that an MVP is supposed to do. Um, you're right. Like I, I, the only thing that he doesn't get is he doesn't get calls. And if you look at like what he scores without having free throws and he's still up there as one of the top scorers in the game, that tells you a lot. Because if he was getting like 10 free throws a game, then he'd be averaging 30 points a game. He's yeah, He has exactly. like 300 less free throw attempts than Joel Embiid. Yeah. You're telling me Booker with an extra three? Dude, Booker would be averaging 28 to 30 points a game right now. He would be MVP and end of discussion. But no, he doesn't get those calls. And I watched a couple other highlights showing Devin Booker just get mauled and not getting calls in college. Somebody posted it yesterday. It was his highlight reel from college. And he mm-hmm. was getting mauled. So he's never gotten these calls. So this is a dude that's getting beaten, bruised, and battered, not getting calls, still putting up 25, 6, and 6. 
still have playing defense, playing two-way basketball, and the dude does it within the system. He's not doing James Harden bullshit and trying to rock people to sleep doing step-back threes and just having an average go up because he's shooting so many threes or driving it and creating contact. No, he doesn't get that, so he still has to keep playing. Where is James Harden's mid-range shot? None. Ain't, ain't, there's nowhere to be there seen. Ain't none. Yeah. No, there isn't one. Where's Devin Booker's? Oh, but you know we know that he does that. But what do people want to talk about with the mid-range? They want to talk about DeMar DeRozan. And I'm I'm sorry, Vlogs and JV, or JV, I'm sorry. I love DeMar he's, DeRozan. He's but the fact the, that people are on his nuts right now because of the mid-range jumper is a joke because Devin's been doing it longer. Okay? And he does these things within the system. Yeah, he, he goes and he takes those those crazy three-pointer shots a couple times, right? Right, I mean, he, he goes out there and does that. But, like, he reels that back in, and then he plays within the system, and dude is averaging 25 and a half, 26 and a half points per game playing within a system and not playing outside of himself. That's so, so important. And, and then I could do a whole podcast about Devin Booker's defense and his uh, improvement there. We could go on and on and on about him, but Amit, give me five players right now that you would pick over Devin Booker to start a franchise. Give me five. Let's see if you can do it. We're talking about right now. So I'm, I'm right, right now, you would start the season right now. I'm considering all ages. The only all one that comes to the only thing that comes to mind right now is Jaw. Um, for sure, Ja, you would for sure pick Ja over Book right now. I mean, no, you're you're asking me to pick five. I'm just giving you five that I would, I would, I, I don't think I'd pick any of these guys over Booker. But Ja, that's he's he's young, right? He's got a lot of game, but he plays really recklessly. I'm not touching Zion. Um, I think, I think Cade has some potential there. Uh, he's potentially in that list. Um, Aiden, I would take Aiden on that list for sure. Um, who am I missing? Oh, uh, I'm touch Luca. I'm not touching Luca. Okay, and, and that, that's just I just I just don't like his game. It's you know I just don't I don't I don't I don't like his game. You have to put too many, too many. You have to build around him. You don't you don't like we didn't necessarily have to build around Booker. Like Booker just fit in with whoever's around him. You know whether it was Eric Bledsoe, Ricky, Ricky Rubio, Aiton, you know Tyson Chandler. Like it just he was able to just make it work. Uh, not that mm -hmm. they had success all the time, but uh, um, uh, Fabio, we're talking about any player in the league to go out and get you one championship next year. And then obviously to build on any player in the league, you could start with and you have the number one pick. So JJ, same question. Name five players you would pick right now over Devin Booker. De excuse me, Devin Armani Booker. Um, To be honest, I wouldn't pick anybody above Booker. Um, but I can give you a range of players uh, around Booker. I, I think you can implement from that, uh, depending on your taste. Um, uh, obviously, Jaw. I think Jaw has a lot of potential. Uh, I hope I, that was ridiculous. Uh, I, I hope uh, he doesn't like hurt himself like Rose and just you know it's another uh, tell-all. But yeah, Jaw. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, he is becoming a better player uh, throughout the years. Um, there's potential there, but he, I feel like he needs to 
leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum, Ja. Uh, you, you obviously have to go with Giannis because, you know, he's proven it uh, now, you know. And uh, I don't like Luca's game. I'm not a big Luca guy. Trey um, Young? Trey no. Young is interesting, but Trey Young is kind of a ball hog to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got the thing is they built the team around him last year, and he got them to the you know the Eastern Conference Finals. But like, if you look at this year, like what happened? And, and it's nothing. It's not like a bunch of guys were injured. I mean, yeah, they did have some COVID and they did have some injuries, but they basically ran it back. And actually, what they did was they just put a lot of veterans around him, and it worked. And I don't think, Lovely. yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if I like Trey's game either. Like it, like you said, like it's just. It's a little bit – he has to have the ball too much, and that's the same problem with Luka. Like, these guys that need the ball – like, even Steph, right? Steph shoots a lot, but he doesn't have the ball a lot. He's moving around and creating a lot of activity, but he doesn't hold the ball as much as those guys do. And then when he does yeah. hold the ball, he's efficient with the ball. So, yeah. there's big – you know, it's a big difference. I, um, I'll, I can, I'll, I'll probably pick Garland over Mobley, honestly. I'm, I'm more of a uh, uh, Garland He's good. Guy. I like Garland. But but see, if I was going out to pick a team to win a championship this year, we can make arguments for one year, maybe LeBron, maybe one year, maybe Kevin Durant. Like we we can make those arguments for those players. But when you bring in the X factor of building for the future, you know, Devin Booker's game is also so beautifully built for the future. He's yeah. not based on athleticism like Ja Morant to a point, you know, where you're you're afraid of some Derrick Rose type of fluke injury or something, you know. You're, you, it's not a, a defensive player where he just needs to improve on one side or offense and just play zero defense. He's a three-level scorer. He can play defense. He has a tough mindset. He has all the X factors. And as you said, Amit, he is willing. There's their foot on the line. And he's like 90 for 99 from three-point range or from two-point with his foot on the line. Yeah. The dude's a killer from that. from that range. Uh, uh, to Amit's point, uh, I just had a brain for I forgot where it went. Uh, Amit just brought up a point that I really agreed with that I wanted to elaborate on, and I can't remember it. But basically, his game is set for the next ten years, even when it's thirty four, thirty five. You know, maybe his explosion might might get lost, but he's just going to start playing like Chris Paul. Then, yeah, he he can he can pass it, he can score, he can do whatever he wants. He just doesn't get the respect. So. Suns Jam session brought this up, and I thought it was a good point earlier this year. Are the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker the new hated NBA team? Are we the villains? I think Devin Booker was hated way before that. When he scored 70 points in a game, everybody thought he was just a ball hog, and that was it. And they they made everybody formed an opinion about Devin Booker Mm. when he was like, what is he, 20 or when he did it? And Mm. now that that's that's like no one's ever moved on from that opinion, right? Like people, a lot of people just didn't change their minds about who he was. And then, oh, he can't win because he's on this garbage team. He's a looter and a riot. It just became the story. And then it's like, oh, and then they, then we get winning players and it's like, oh, it's not, it's not his contributions. It's everybody else's contributions. So, I mean, I, I, I the way he's starting to talk to people, to the other teams and, and players. And, you know, Jay has always been sort of that dude that he's not afraid to talk and he's not afraid to back it up. Um, he's not really afraid of anybody, you know, yep. CP three, he, he'll get chippy with the refs and get technicals for it. I mean, you know, I, I, we, I, I think it's something that as, as us fans, we can enjoy it. I don't think other people will enjoy it because when they see us, we don't showboat, but we celebrate as a team, mm-hmm. right? Like you see Jay, everyone has their own handshake. You see the big smiles on Mikhail's face. Yeah. You see like, 
you know, Aiton going up and hyping up people. You see Ish Wainwright on the bench. Like, we can enjoy it as fans, and I can see other people taking it the wrong way and be like, oh, these guys are, you know, they're they're talking shit and they're they're arrogant and whatnot. But it's really not that. It's just we really just expect to be the best. Big facts, and yeah. we are the best. But, JJ, are we becoming the villain of the NBA? I mean – I, I would argue that the villain of the NBA for a while was definitely the Warriors, the way that they were showboating and doing all that crap, right? But we yeah. don't do that. We do it in different ways and like kind of a San Antonio Spur way, which still pains me to say. But, JJ, are we the villains? Um, I can definitely see it from other fan, uh, fan bases and, and stuff like the Nuggets. You know, the Nuggets despise us. But um, I can definitely see it. But, like, but at the same time, you know, we're just handling business at the end of the day. You know, we're – Finish, uh, we're beating all these teams in very, uh, I want to say flashy, but very like good basketball. Like we're like we're just a very traditional bas- basketball team that plays within a system, and we just win night after night. Uh, like a de- like uh, like Devin Booker, yeah, he talks and stuff, and Mikel, you know, he like he talks his stuff, and Jay, he's in people's faces, whatever. Like this team is tough, you know, and. Like, it's the players to say if, uh, you know, like we don't like those guys or whatever. But I'll argue, like, this Suns team is very humble. They Like, they don't really, you know, they don't go into the press conference saying, like, what Draymond said, like, oh, right. what place Good point. We're in. Uh, yeah, we're winning. Uh, yeah, like, he, he has three rings and stuff. And, yeah, he, he can kind of say it. But, I love it! But Booker's very short-spoken. Chris Paul, he talks like, you know, like an uncle, you know. Like, he's not really saying much. Aiden, you know, he's like the kid on the team. You know, he he's just excited to be there. So, like, like the personalities on this team are very vi- vibrant, but it's not like we're showboating. We're not, you know, talking shit. The player the player to player, like, who, who's to say what they're doing? But if other fan bases hate us, it's because they ain't us. So. <laughs> They have an excuse and, for everything. They have an excuse. Yeah. It's, oh, Jamal Murray, yeah. right? Or whatever. Like, they always have an excuse about it. But it's just, you know, that's just part of being a fan, right? Like, we just have to accept that. Because the Lakers are always going to say, the Laker fans are always going to say that they would have won last year. And, you know, we know that it, the story really wasn't about Anthony Davis. It was really about Chris Paul. And it would have been, did we sweep you guys or did we, you guys win a game? Like, that's what the story would have been had Chris Paul been healthy. So let's not let's not really like, you know, I mean, let yeah, you if you're a fan, you're going to take your side. You're going to be biased. That's fine. Whatever. But, you know, if you just like watching basketball, like even if you hated the Warriors, I still watched them like I didn't like them, but but I liked watching them. Um, you know, I really good. I loved watching watching um, LeBron when, when he was in Cleveland and in Miami. Um, you know, so there's like I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to pull yourself apart away from the, the just your 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 fan, your sickoness, your fanness, right? And just be like, hey, man, these guys are just good. Like, we just got to give it to them. And, you know, to to credit of a lot of people, Reddit, Twitter is the last place you're ever going to find that. But if I walk into a bar like I did, you know, I was in Northern California this weekend, walk into a bar with sun shirt on, people are like, hey, man, I love what you guys are doing this season. It's awesome. People in Sacramento oh, are telling me this. But I, you know I, had I, mean? two, I had two jazz fans say that today, too, by yeah. the way, when I, when I was watching the, the soccer game at a bar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's usually all the vitriol is online. And if you just, if you don't get too into that shit. And, and um, those are dudes that have pictures of like Robert Williams of the Celtics and he's standing a player like Robert Williams, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, 
Twitter trolls like that that literally have no idea what they're talking about. But when ESPN comes out or NBA.com, like with that post that we saw the other day, he's, he's not flashy enough. It doesn't matter if you're flashy. Tim Duncan won ring, rings and he won MVPs and not been flashy. That's the shit that's just really, really grinds my gears and get under the skin. Just Oh, oh one more thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw um... – uh, like Gian- Giannis's like statement about like his injury and stuff. Did, uh, did you guys see that? Uh, like no. Finals. Is he injured? So, uh, well, he, he was talking about his hyperextended leg. Uh, he, uh, oh, that I heard about. Yeah, 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 that thing. And he was saying, "Oh, yeah, if I hyperextended it again, uh, like my knee was done, whatever." But um, he was acting like uh, he was the only injured uh, player in that series. And yeah. when uh, when someone brought up to him, uh, uh, "What do you think about?" Chris Paul and Devin Booker's injuries going through that. And he just like, he was acting like uh, they weren't injured and stuff. And he was just basically kind of saying like, he kind of did it on his own. And I kind of took that the wrong way. That's sort of the flashy thing that I'm kind of, we're kind of alluding to, you know, it's all like, you can give props or props are due. And when it comes to this Phoenix Suns team, it's just hard for people to like, just, you know, just, you know, just say it, you know, but like, and I've been trying, I've been trying to, uh, talk to Bucks fans too because you know like they can't separate themselves from you know uh like of the reality of it all but you know I, they got their ship you know more power to them but yeah no good <laughs> yeah we don't like Bucks fans we don't yeah. like Bucks fans I mean you watch these plays throughout the last 25 30 minutes that I've been playing this and just these are ridiculous plays that this man has made. You know what this reminds me of? This just reminds me of if you go and watch like Larry Fitzgerald catches. Yeah, dude. Bring difficulty because of all the shitty quarterbacks that he has had over time and even the good ones, just the, the, the just the the clutch plays. It just gives you a it just, that, it, for me it's watching an artist play. Like this is an artist paint right here. Because yes. with the right he, there. When it because. is all said and done he is going to be the number one Arizona sports athlete of all time when it's all said and done. He's no ifs, ands, buts about it. I, I I fully, fully believe in my heart and soul that this is this is going to be our year. And I'm not being facetious, douchey, arrogant. Like after watching what this team has done, I just fully, fully believe it. So that itself is going to put him at that echelon, right? He's at that that Randy Johnson echelon. Randy Johnson, to me, is the greatest sports athlete Arizona's ever had because of his dominance, and he brought championship here. Number one, championship. Nobody else can say that he's done that. Number two, sheer dominance. The only other players that I could think of had that type of dominance was Nash, who got controlled to a point in some series. And Larry Fitzgerald, who was never controlled, but never ultimately got us a championship. And it's hard to do that as a wide receiver, too. But he almost effing did. He almost effing did. Like, he was right there. So that's that's my personal list of the best athletes of all time in Arizona. And I don't put Barkley up there just because he had one amazing year, but it was only for like three or four years. Give me Shane Doan. Give me a Luis Gonzalez over Barkley or Amari Stoudemire. But that's it's a very subjective list, and I want to get into that more in the offseason. But I also want to talk about the last two games that we have had. We've also played against MVP caliber players. We played against Jokic. We played against Embiid. I want to start with Jokic. The more I think about Jokic, the less I'm impressed with his game. And I say that because he needs to have the ball in his hands. 
to be able to do a lot of these things other than rebounds, obviously. But when Jamal Murray comes back and MPJ, is he going to have the ball in his hands as much? Is he going to still be averaging 9, 10, or 11 assists? I would be inclined to say no. And if he's so great, he should be able to take these type of teams to at least a top four seed, not a six or a seventh seed. Um, I just, he he's an amazingly skilled player. I don't think he's unstoppable, unguardable, and a generational talent. But I think he's damn close to being up there. But I don't think he's unstoppable. When it comes to Joel Embiid, man, I'm tired. I've been saying I thought Joel Embiid was the MVP. But the more I watch him these last two weeks specifically, and he just puts his shoulder into players like Giannis, tries to create the contact, go up, get a foul. That's not good basketball. I don't care if it works. That's not good basketball. That doesn't mean you're a good basketball player. That means you abuse the rules to benefit you, which isn't a bad thing, but that doesn't make you an MVP caliber type of player. And then not only are you putting your shoulder into players and driving, when you get touched a little bit, slapped, pushed, whatever, by a six-foot player and you go like this, don't talk to me about your dominance. That is fucking weak. That is just weak basketball, weak-minded, and it proves all you're trying to do is foul bait. You're not trying to play the game. And then I see him doing this almost more than I see Luka or Devin Booker doing it now. Same with Harden. They're just doing this the whole damn game. Devin Booker's got a different mindset. I think he has a different mindset than Jokic. He has a different mindset than Embiid. And he's not seven foot, seven foot one going up and doing this. No, he's going against the seven footers and still not getting the calls. He's getting beaten down more than those other players. And he's still getting up playing better defense. And it's harder to play better defense against world-class athletes when you're by yourself on an Island on the wing versus grinding and pounding down low and trying to alter a shot with your eight foot one wingspan. It's completely, completely different. I am all on board on Devin Booker for MVP. And if you're not, man, I don't know, because the other guys that we're talking about, Jokic is, is not unguardable. Embiid foul baits left and right. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on Jokic and Embiid? Or, or, or No, fuck Luka. We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> no, it's Jokic is – look, dude, like his team's injured and he doesn't have good players around him. So when he comes off, the plus-minus looks really good for him and really bad for the rest of his teammate. That's an indictment on their, their organization. That has nothing to do with the fact that he's you know doing that. Because like you said, when it was – when he had – he had Jamal Murray, he had all those guys healthy the year before, they still were only the three seed in the West. Right. Like, I mean, it was, and then, and then when they lost him on Murray, we swept him. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even competitive. Your M your MVP needs to get you one game, regardless of who you got around you. Y'all. Yeah. And he got bodied, can't by, get Aiden. Swept. bodied by Aiden. And Clippers so, uh, threw games at the end of the season to uh, drop some seating. So the, that's the only reason why the Nuggets even went up uh, when Jamal Murray went down. So good point. So I I good, just point. There, so. good point. JJ, what do you think of Embiid and, Yoke and Joker? Uh, uh, like I've been harping on, uh, you know, not uh, me not being oppressed on, uh, of Jokic for a while, just because, like, uh, like you said, I don't like he's not like unguardable. He's gonna have those nights where he doesn't miss a shot. Like we saw that uh, with the game a couple of days ago. Like 
like sole example, like uh, when he was at the three and he was trying to draw the foul, he just threw the ball up and they just went in. Like he was just having one of those nights when the ball was just like in his favor. But like Aiden played good defense on him, and that's all you can ask uh, from him at that point. And if you ask me, point, points aside, Aiden had a better game, better defense. Uh, like he clogged the paint, not not. He had a, a better plus the, minus. A better plus minus and all, and like uh, same thing with Embiid. You know, it's like like I think Embiid is better than Joker, just off physicality and just more of a I agree. arsenal, really. But it, it goes into that complaining thing. Uh, Jokic complains sometimes, but it's not as bad as uh, Embiid. Embiid throws his hands up with everything. And now with James Harden on the team, it's even more. And then Danny Green, he does it all the time. Like, he's been doing this. So, <laughs> like, and then Doc Rivers, you know, like, like you know, well, he's harping up. I think, oh, yeah, go. Yeah, I was just going to say about Embiid. I think it, for him, it, it's more of a mindset to for him to be really, truly be the MVP. Because yeah, he he his team should be better than it is. Like they should have a better record, and I, I would put that on him, uh, on being a better player rather than doing what you know what we're seeing from Jokic and him and and Trey Young, which is hog the ball. Why is he taking three point shots? Nobody's guarding you out there. You know why? Because they're terrified of the and one. That's mm-hmm. like they'll give you the three point shot. They'll give you the midi. Remember Amari? He would shoot like crazy from the midi, but they gave it to him because they were afraid that they were going to get dunked on. Like and get the hand one, like it just yeah. yeah. Even though they know he can shoot it at fifty percent, they're still giving that versus the and one. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. There's things that he can do in his game where he could elevate, and I think this is where maybe even though he, I think what is he like twenty eight? I think he's like where like this is kind of in that he's in that stage where Booker was, uh, like three years ago, where it's like okay, like if you kind of change your game a little bit to mesh with your teammates rather than just feeling like you have to carry it all on your back. Your team can you can really like up you know level up the guys around you, um, yeah. and I think that's where he's at now. Is like he's not he he's doing everything that he thinks he can do to win, but it's not always winning basketball, and he's not leveling up the guys around him, and that's what an MVP does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, we've seen this ever since uh, uh, you know Joel has uh, been in the league. You know he plays for himself, and and that's what. It, what it's always felt like, you know, he's always put on the dominant per, uh, performances, but Ben Simmons was never able to flourish. Even when Jimmy Butler was here, he had to create for his own because Joel wasn't giving him the rock and stuff. And they almost made it to the end, but you know, it came down to, you know, uh, what the narrative is with Joel. I think Joel is a little selfish, uh, but you know, I don't really necessarily blame him, but it, like at this point, you're five, six years in, and uh, you've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, once, and that, and that was, was because, because of Jimmy Butler. That was because of Jimmy Butler and and JJ Redick, and yeah. uh, man, that, that team was just so stacked. And when Tobias stacked. Harris was actually really good, so like uh, like at this point with Joel, you know, he has to change some things around. Uh, you know, his game's never going to flourish, and he's never going to be taken seriously as like a all-time player he, he has that potential don't get me wrong but like the way that he plays you know it's him it's his way or no way and that's not how Devin plays that's not how Monty sees uh the system and stuff this this is what separates boys to men and like all-time players to just an average player you know like and be able to have a stretch like this is probably a stretch now he's going to be a dominant big guy but who's to say in two years like is he still going to be doing the same thing with Tyrese Max. We don't even know. Just, we don't yeah. even know next week if you won't if he'll still be healthy. Like yeah, exactly. Health is so bad. 
that you have they have to worry about him every single time he falls. He's he's not at the the street clothes AD level, but he's at like pretty he's like close. Like it's yeah. more catastrophic with him than it is with like street clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steph Curry's been out. His team goes one and five. Uh, John Morant goes out. His team flourishes. Devin Booker or Chris Paul goes out. This team flourishes. You know, if Jokic or Embiid go out, guarantee you they're not their their team goes down low. So that's also that's also a good thing and a bad thing when when you're talking about their MVP races because if you are the best team, you need to make like a serious impact when you come on the court. But this brings me to my next point. That's gives more fuel to the fire for Monty being coach of the year, which I want to talk about real quick. Uh, James Jones, executive of the year. Again, by the way, this would be two, two years in a row. And we need to talk about Chris Paul and Devin Booker being on first team, all NBAs, Mikhail Bridges, Depoy, defensive player of the year and first team, all defensive player. And, if Cam Johnson hadn't gone out, I, I would have fought tooth and nail to say he deserves it over Tyler Harrow. Um, but I think Harrow might have that wrapped up to a point, even though the Heat aren't even looking that bad. So, I mean, do we need to talk about it? Do you guys think in your mind, Monty, James Jones, uh, Mikhail all need to get those awards as well as all NBA and, and first team defense? I would say CP3 is probably all NBA. I, I think I don't think he's a first teamer. Thir- uh, third team, be- I would oh, say. Third team. Okay. And, and yeah, Booker, just all NBA in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have Booker on one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if, if he's MVP, you can't put him lower than one. So I, I agree with all that stuff. Um, I, I Yeah, I wish Cam would would have been stayed on. But I, I you could make an argument that even Mikhail might be more improved, one of the most improved players in the NBA too, with his mid-range and with some of the stuff he's done on pick and roll. But that's us like being very like Phoenix-focused, like knowing – like all the yeah. things that they do and all their tendencies. So that might be, go over a lot of people's heads. Cause it's not going to be, if you look at the numbers, it's not going to be like significant from a, his points, you know, scoring per game. Right. Um, the only thing I would say with coach of the year is, I mean, it, so if we're giving it, I mean, yes, Monty's deserving. I really think, uh, t- what's the guy's name? Taylor from uh, Memphis. Jenkins. Taylor, uh, J- Taylor Jenkins, I think is I think so, fully yeah. deserving of this award this year too. Yeah. Um, but so I, I don't know, man. Like I just, what's happened now is that this, if money gets it this year, it's a two year award. Like it's basically a referendum on the previous year and one for this year. Right. Cause Thibodeau's, I mean, his team's, he's never going to be like anywhere near that. The fact that yeah. that guy has two, he has two coach of the years, one in Chicago and one here is insane. I mean the Chicago one. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I, the Knicks one isn't, doesn't make any sense at all. Um, you got, you got the Knicks to the playoffs. Is that, that that's it? Okay. A five um, seed or four seed at that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that literally that, I mean, I guess that's how people perceive the Knicks is that they're so shitty that if anybody can get them into a, ho- a home, have home court advantage in the first round of playoffs deserves to be coach of the year, which is like, I mean, I, I, I can see that from, from one fan's perspective, from a Knicks fan. looking, yeah. at, <laughs> looking at the rest of the NBA. I'm like, I don't know. So I don't know, man. Like, it's almost like that MVP thing. Like if we start giving coaches awards for stuff they did over like more than one year, and I'm not saying that he did, he doesn't deserve. It. I'm, I just really think that what Memphis has done is like, it's kind of what we did last year. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I think Monty deserved it last year. I think Taylor deserved this, deserved it this year. Wow. 
I, I like that you're being non-biased. This is a this is a non-biased podcast yeah. here. So so I appreciate that. I completely disagree with you because I'm gonna back up Monty like no other. <laughs> and I do think if this is the best team in Suns history, I mean 62 wins. Mike D'Antoni got it. 62 wins. Uh Paul Westfall got it. So if we get 63, I mean, holy shit. You have to give it to Monty. That that's my personal opinion. JJ, what do you think? Uh, yeah, like we're at 60, we're sitting on 61 wins right now. And if we went out the rest of the season, uh, we're at 67. I feel like you're more than obligated and forced to give Monty the coach of the year award again. Last time we saw like a record like that pre warriors. Uh, I think it was, uh, uh, the 2000 Lakers, uh, when they went on their stretch, but, um, it was actually, you know, what's funny. Yeah. Is like that, uh, I'm on the, the same boat, the warriors, uh, the year that the warriors won 73, San Antonio won 67 that same year. Oh, they, that, oh, that's crazy. The reason yeah, that the uh, Warriors yeah, had to keep the distance. 67, yeah. yeah, they had the reason that they had to get that 73 is because the Spurs were on their ass for that one seed. Oh, I did, totally forgot about that. Yeah. that. It's I mean it's forgotten because they didn't. That's you know, an homage gem right there. Boy, but Ahmed, I completely agree with you about Taylor Jenkins. What they did, uh, what they've done at Memphis is crazy, and with Jaw being out, them being fifteen and two, and still wiping teams. They beat the Bucks uh, today, but uh, Drew wasn't playing. Uh, but hey, yeah. a win's a win, and yeah. it looks good on paper. And they beat but, them by like twenty five um, too. It wasn't like a like a close game. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh I'll definitely give Monty coach of the year just because you know a best record in the league and he's above 60 wins. Um uh, so he uh Monty last year got the award amongst peers, right? And right, the yes. one. Okay, yes. so just switch it around this year. Uh have uh, you know the media put Monty down as coach of the year and within the peers give it to Taylor Jenkins. I'm totally cool with that. Or however they want to do it, I think it's only fair. To, uh, what Memphis has done this year has been incredible, and I love watching them play. So, I'm not going to back off my Monty stance. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I like, I, but but Jay came up with the the compromise there. That's the I'm I'm good with that compromise. Give it to Monty from the the media, and then give the coaches uh, the uh, player uh, the coaches True. association. Give it. To These him. are the I, only two coaches that deserve to win it. If it's Steve Kerr or Spolstra. No. I'm going to cause a no. fucking riot, dude. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and shout out to Sun's Twitter for finally collectively coming together on a few points uh, to a point. But, you guys, two weeks from tonight will be the last day of the NBA season. Our season will end on a Saturday night, two weeks from yesterday. No, two weeks from today, excuse me. And we are going to be in full playoff mode in two weeks. Do you guys care who we play in the first round? Does anybody care? Not really. As of right now, by the way, the Lakers are one game away from being out of the playoffs. It would be San Antonio versus the Pelicans for that first uh, that first round game. So I, I selfish I selfishly want the Clippers because I want to go to the games. Um, I the want Lakers. the Jazz to win in the, in the second round, so I I go to a game. So yeah. yeah. And, and I, the reason I don't want to go to Lakers because they're like literally like twice the price of the tickets. So I'm like, I'd rather go to the yeah. Clipper game. That makes um, sense. But but it'd be cool to just be there and just talk shit to the Laker fans. Though. That'd be awesome. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but maybe I'll go to a bar next to the stadium or something and do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I mean it doesn't matter to me, man. It doesn't it doesn't even matter to me all the way through until we get to the Eastern Conference. That's the only time where it matters to me. Don't and I'm not saying this arrogantly. I'm just like we've 
stomped all these teams. The one team that everybody seems to think that has our number is the Warriors. And it was, you know, Otto, Otto Porter just goes off, who never does that. Like that's hasn't done it since. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, 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 we're talking about, and then Steph is out too. Right. So that's another wrench where they have to work it in. Clay's gotten better, but, and Draymond, Draymond's not back, right? Draymond is he no, back he's yet? back he's back oh, he's, he's back. been back okay, for, so, for like a week or two so. but yeah they, they have clay thompson draymond green and andrew wiggins all of which andrew wiggins obviously an all-star this year other dudes have been an all-star before and they still are going out and not winning like how many hall of famers you know potential hall of famers all-stars totaled like do you need and you still can't get it done so don't talk to me about the warriors man i'm more afraid of the grizzlies but i think we can beat the grizzlies that's yeah. the only team like I would maybe question, but I'm not have, worried about it have, because of who this team is. We yeah, I'll throw it to Jay. We have problems with mobile like athletic guards that that gives us problems a lot. So he yeah. is something to concern. But again, they don't have the experience. Um, they don't really have the pedigree yet. This is kind of their year to sort of learn it, I think, and and sort of let's see where they are next year. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm just looking at the Bucks and I'm going or the Nets and I'm like going let's let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Last yeah. year, everyone was worried about playing the Lakers, right? We all had a little concern. I mean, I was definitely concerned. I was concerned. Every, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so. yeah, everybody was concerned. I mean, through through the end of the year, you were seeing like, oh, I want to lose this game and then win this game. So this happens in the, in the seedings. This year, dude, uh, I mean, I wasn't like that, but a lot of Suns fans were. But this year, everyone's just like, dude, we'll play whoever. Bring it. We're going to play our game. Y'all figure the rest out and just tell us where to show up. You know what I mean? I don't care who we play. I don't care who we play on the East Coast. I want to play the Bucks again because I want to beat them, which we will. But I don't care who we play, JJ. I really don't. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm on the same uh, uh, boat right now. But for our first round, like I want the easiest – uh, team as possible so either the clips or lakers is what i'm rolling with but um i think the tougher games will be Sweet. either minnesota or pelicans just because they're chippy and you know uh you know they hustle hard uh they have good teams good uh good chemistry but um i'm really aiming for the lakers if we can like possibly beat the lakers two times in a row that's that sounds porn if you ever heard of it. So, I mean, um, I'll take the Spurs round one too and axe the Spurs. We all know what that's like to beat San Antonio. I'll take them. Yeah, yeah. The Spurs uh, end up, uh, you know, inching in there. You know, I'm not complaining at all. But yeah, I'm just looking forward. Like, but at the same time, I'm one series at a time, one game at a time. I just, you know, I just want to, you know, like I, I don't want to get my hopes up too high. But I feel like this team is really going to go all the way because you know there's no holes in this team so i mean when, this when, is my house and i did not invite you whether it's the rest us, of the nba whether it's us or whether it's somebody else like if, if we play the jazz we're putting their we're putting that team in the grave if we're playing the lakers that team's in the grave that that team can't yeah. come back if we if but if they lose before us either way they're going to be in the grave like they, they they're going to be in the grave anyways right so yeah. it's like it, it spurs too like maybe this is popovich's last year if we stomp them 4-0 like maybe he's done too. Not that like I I want to see him go, but maybe it's time for he's kind of older now, and he's, his teams aren't like at the same caliber that we've noticed. But hey, we we you know we took money from them. We we took a lot of their a lot of their scheme and put it in, and it's worked for us. So maybe you know maybe that's the the legacy for him now. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, whoever it is, like someone's get whoever comes across us in the Western Conference is getting stomped. I'll, I'm saying that now on March 27th in in 9:25 p.m. my time that whoever's coming through the West is getting stomped by the Suns. I love it. Fucking facts. Hold on, bro. I got boom you. shakalaka. Absolutely. And and bees. This is for ev- for everybody that's a non Suns fan right now. Bees. Don't start with me. <laughs> I want I don't not that I want all the smoke. I'm I'm actually very respectful to a point when we get into a series. I don't want fans talking shit and the counting hundreds guy, you know, in game two. Yeah. I didn't like He's that not kind of thing. In the stadium. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about that a whole bunch. Uh when we win, I'll talk all the shit and give all the smoke. But honestly, I want to play the best teams completely healthy and I want to smoke them all. I want the narrative to be we beat the best. Not what it was recently. And to everybody that still wants to say the Suns would have won if AD was healthy, y'all. The Lakers would have lost if KD and Kyrie were healthy the bubble year. So don't even try. Three years ago, without coming off of injuries, when they were at their height of everything, no, nah, they, they would have won. So I wouldn't even say that. I would go, I would say if Miami was down basically what two starters or three starters when the final started, they didn't have Dragic. They didn't have uh, Bam, and they didn't have somebody else. And it's like, okay, I mean, that, and then you know, and then I think the same thing against Houston when they played Houston. Not that Houston was going to beat them, but you think that they would put a put up a better fight. I think um, Westbrook missed like the first two games of that series too, I think, or something. And so, am it, I right? excuses I are like assholes. Everybody got one. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I'm tired of hearing. So I, I'm not. I'm. I don't want all the smoke. I mean, I do. <laughs> It's not that I just want to shut the league up. I want there to be left no doubt in anybody's mind. And I just want it to be this year. Like we all feel it, right? Everybody I mean, I I, I can feel the energy coming from you guys. Like we feel it with this team. And we're not I, we're I, not blowing smoke. When we did when we did the uh, preview at the beginning of the season, I was like very hesitant to say that the Suns. I didn't want to put it in my mouth and say that the Suns maybe the title favorites just to jinx it. But now I feel confident, and it's not just me. I mean, everybody's saying it, other than like Nick Wright, you know, some of these other people. But like Dallas you know, is gonna win, <coughs> or fucking yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, mean, I, I, I will say Dallas is a little bit different since they got Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought that was a great move for them. I, w- I will say that they they seem to have leveled up a little bit, so that'll be a potential good second round matchup for sure. I don't think, and I don't think it's the same Dallas that we've beaten either. And we're not going to play this team with uh, Bertans and Dinwiddie. We're not going to play them yet, so it's going to be a a little bit of a feeling out period for us when we play that team. Like, yeah. see, here's me putting on my, my non-bias hat again, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Dallas is different. They're playing – actually, they're playing good defense, which they didn't for a long time. They're playing good defense. Um, I'm surprised because I'm, I'm really – I guess Kidd has matured as a coach because, like, this is, like, probably his best job as a coach that he's had because he had Giannis and a bunch of pretty good players and with Middleton and some other guys and – were they losing the first round, second round, whatever. But now I think he has a pretty good team. Um, but again, like we don't know what these, these other role players, what they're going to do in the playoffs. And they did hurt themselves because, because they did give up a shot blocker. Um, and, and they do, they, they're kind of like a more perimeter team now. Um, mm-hmm. Cause they did, they did have some good stuff with KP when he was in the post, but he just didn't want that role um, in a, in a secondary role. So 
uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they, they could be a team that they could take two games from us, maybe because we don't know with this new style that they're playing. Sure, but, absolutely. Yeah, but overall, I'd take the Suns. Man, but I'm not, I'm not banking on Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock or Dwight Powell as your effing center. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, I love me some Spencer Dinwiddie down here. I love me some Marquise Chris. Oh my! And God. Trey Burke, but they only played four, four minutes. minutes. But, <laughs> but Maxi Kleber and Bertans, like I, I'm saying, they're nice with Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench, right? But y'all ain't matching up with our our centers, man. It's just not happening. And I also don't want I for, I wanted to mention this. I don't want to hear about Rudy Gobert, defensive player anymore, and how good he is. He can get played off, man. He can if you can if you can work your way around a defensive player to where they don't make an impact, they're not the defensive player of the year. So I don't want to say that. And Draymond is not causing the havoc that he get that he did years ago or even at the beginning of the season. Nobody's guarding like McHale every single game against the best player every single game. No one's doing that. Like that's an open and shut case for me too, by the way. I wanted to make that point and I forgot to make that. Sorry if I screwed everybody, anybody up there. Uh, no, but uh, lo- looking at that um, that roster that Dallas has, I think a Brunson versus a campaign, uh, you know, series would be pretty interesting. The- them two going back and forth because, uh, in my opinion, those are the uh, the two best backup point guards in the league right now. So I think that would be uh, interesting to watch. Luca Luca is a shell of himself against Mikhail. He might get yeah. some shots. He could still get 30 yeah. or 35, but he's still not playmaking because of that length. Luca's good. Our, he's just so selfish, dude. He's like – But our weak side defense is so good, Amit. Our weak side defense mm-hmm. is arguably our strength of our defense. You could make that argument. It's The, the scrambling that we do is like none of, no other team in the NBA. Nobody does scramble and, and – re- No, 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 no not even do. that. When was the last time you even saw that, Amit? Can you make a comp? Maybe the Pistons, maybe the Spurs? They, Spurs they, have they to be the strongest comp, honestly. Yeah. But weak side, the way we get our hands on balls with tip passes and all that. So, so I okay, That's so Spurs, I will give some credit to the Lakers. That 2020 team did play good defense. Even that 2021 team that we faced, the reason that they that it was a, a matchup is because that they could they could switch and they can get you know, they, they, they had the way to, to recover with Caruso and Kuzma and those guys. Yeah. Um, Wild shot! Especially when you have AD to use that. I agree. It's just an excuse to use that. No, no, that's fine. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you put the guy in there with that. If he's like, he is the weakest link. He is the weakest weak side player, Westbrook, for that team. How many times has he just been watching the ball? And the, the other team is scoring, right? Back they don't back have back that. Back. They they were good. They were good. But yeah, at, at this level, what the Suns are, it's tough to say. It has to be like Pistons, Spurs, maybe some Miami, some of those Miami teams. That's what I was thinking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But even then, you're talking about a, a a team, LeBron James, who's a generational talent doing this thing. So so what we're talking about is generational teams. We're talking about this team arguably being a top ten team of all time. Those are the conversations that are going around the league right now. There are stats coming out with how many games were up with games left or how long we've been there. Like teams haven't done this since since the Spurs, since Jordan's Bulls, since the 2000 Lakers or like the 73 Sixers or stuff like that, right? 
Like we're talking about a legendary effing team here with a legendary player, the point God, the defensive player of the year, and we're still missing Cam Johnson. History is it, writing itself right now, dude. Like, like, yeah. uh, like we're watching. boom shakalaka. Say that again. History's writing itself. He's on fire. <laughs> no, like, this, it, like this seems crazy, dude. Like, and guess yeah, what? There's a potential. Podcast, but... No, there's a potential that we could get Dario. We could get Kaminsky. Not that we even need them, but the fact that you can even add those guys to this team. Yeah. Like that's just that because I don't think Ish can play in the playoffs. He's on a two way, so I don't think he can play in the playoffs. So you're gonna need another like before the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll need we'll need probably need Dario. I mean, we probably won't need him, but it'd be it would be nice to have Dario. Vlogs, can you elaborate? Do you think have did you hear something or just do you think he did pregame warm up today for the first time? Chris Paul did it two times and then he came back. So obviously there's that potential right now. But vlogs, I want to hear about that. Dario would be interesting to get back. Because I think he can do some things that he doesn't need uh, practice for, uh, per se, just because he is that perimeter big man that can just play make, you know? So I don't necessarily know if he needs to get all that timing in there and whatnot. But, I mean, that's that's intriguing. I don't think we do need him because I don't want, I don't know if I want to take away from Torrey Craig right now either. Torrey Craig's on one. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Ever since that Laker game, dude, the Lakers set him straight, man. <laughs> like all of a sudden now this guy's a lights out shooter. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. All of a sudden, give it time, you know, like, uh, like everyone has started to doubt Torrey Craig a bit. Now he's a lot more apparent, like in the paint. Now he's actually tipping the ball in the right direction. Uh, just Let, say, like things are flourishing for this team, dude. That's Landry Shamit is shoot, shooting like 42%. Shamit is good. The all-star break. <laughs> Again, Lakers set him straight. Lakers set him straight yeah. too. I mean, he was three of five tonight from three. So I, I bet you that's like at 45% now. Dude, that Minnesota and game, he was going crazy. Dude, he won us the Sacramento game last week, and we didn't even yeah. have a – we did have a podcast last Sunday. That's right. Yeah. So I'm not trying to blow smoke up everybody's ass, but when you watch this team and you come listen to us religiously – thank you, by the way, Ray – rate read review subscribe thumbs up all that stuff share it out like like you just you just see it you just see it and then it's my last point i'm going to bring up before we get out of here in a few minutes again for year two in a row we have the ultimate x factor organic chemistry yep Mm -hmm. and they love playing for each other they love celebrating each other's accomplice, uh, uh, accomplishes. They love it when whoever the hell's on the floor gets a dunk or, or a big three and gets fouled. You see everybody over there standing up. Yeah, you see that with some teams, but not for every play. Every play you see Jay Crowder going up, you know, holding up the three and, and walking the sideline or something. Organic chemistry. I said it all last season. And I haven't said it enough this season, but to me, that's the ultimate, ultimate X factor. Because when times are down, like we are, we're always down 10 to 15 points now for some reason, which I think we might be challenging ourselves or testing ourselves. How far down can we go before we need to pick, turn it back on? I, I think that's a potential thing that they're doing. But so, when we're so down there, and the cars are out, we're playing highlight everything that you said to me about this team. Because they know each other so well. 
that usually when Crowder gets a ball, he's going to, you know, it's going up, right? But Crowder, he saw, uh, there was a play against the Sixers. I think it was the second quarter. He caught the ball at the three-point line, had an open three, but Mikhail start. he saw Mikhail running down. Mm-hmm. He threw the bounce pass to him and got the layup. Like, that's just, Money. you only know yeah. that when you play with somebody so much and be like, and you have so much trust in them. The other play was when we first got Tory, and um, it was that play, it was a game where we lost, where we were all talking about that play where Aiden got the ball, Tory dove down. Last year. No, no, this year, this year. Remember, it, it was, a, I can't remember the team we played, but it was a game we lost. Tory, um, Tory cut down with Aiden and the ball. And basically, Aiden was like, okay, being the teammate he is, like, I'm going to give it to the cutter. But it was a stupid play because he couldn't catch the ball. It wasn't a good pass. Right, 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 right. Oh, that right? happened recently. I know. How, yeah. What game was that? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? But but, yeah. but it's basically like Tory Craig was like, oh, like, you know, he hadn't been with the team. He didn't fully understand. And he f- didn't fully understand where Aiden is at this point. Like, now you give the guy the ball and you just let him go to work. You know was what I mean? Was it the Raptor just, game? Yeah, it was a Raptor game. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but basically, this team is so in sync. Like, they're so unselfish with each other. You know, it starts with Booker and everybody else, but and but then they know, like, hey man, when it's time, give like we will like let's do whatever we can, get put screens, spread out the court, you know, crash if if he gets double team, um, do all the things that that they just know instantly know what to do. And um it's just it's 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 beautiful to watch because like we've been watching every game for forever, but I know I've been literally watching every single Suns game for since the bubble, even that the previous season. And I can just tell you what's going to happen, you know, just Mm -hmm. by watching these guys and their body language and the way they're moving and hesitating and cutting. It's just like, I I can tell you what what book's going to do. Yeah. We don't even have Abdul Nader. Are you kidding me? NBA. It's they ain't ready. They ain't ready. (laughs) Um, are you guys officially ready for the playoffs yet? Or do you need these, these two weeks to, to play out? I'm almost there. I'm not quite in playoff mode yet because I still think there's a lot of bickering and chatter and shit going on on Twitter that needs to be settled. Obviously, I, I don't think it will be, but I'm starting to get in playoff mode. Where are you guys at? Uh, I just want to write it out. I want to enjoy this. I want to see if we can win there out. There it is. Word. 67 wins, maybe. That yeah, That's an yeah. insane enjoy- feat, dude. You're right. So- You're right. Let's enjoy that. Yeah. Let, let's keep building to get to that 63 wins. Two two more, by the way. Let, you're yeah. completely right. Thank you, JJ. But what about you, Amit? I mean, my, I told you guys, my magic number is 66. I want to be 50-plus games over 500 and be in that conversation of, like, the top five or six greatest teams of all time. Um, and then maybe we can go six, we can win out and get 68. Like, that would be incredible. Um, and that would move us up higher. But, yeah, I, I just want to see what Book does because I'm just loving what I'm seeing from him every game. And I just want to see him continue to do that. I want to see us stay healthy. Um, I'm going to need to, you know, to just, I need a break. Cause like, as soon as the playoffs hit, like it's going to be insane. Right. So, um, and especially if like, if we're, if we're playing an LA team, it's going to be even great more intense the first, first round. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this time the next couple of weeks. You know, we got the masters coming up, you know, we got us men's soccer final Um, four next week. Final yeah, yeah, Final Four. So yeah, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of stuff to, to to be watched, and then there's some great TV coming out too. You got Barry coming back. You know, a lot of stuff happening real quick. So, oh, and uh, and to add on to that too, uh, you guys know that meme of uh, the Grim Reaper like knocking on doors, and he's just like, oh yeah, that's how this playoffs is going to be. I feel like with the Suns, dude. I think it's just going to be one series after another, and 
like they're just going to implement themselves as one of the best teams ever. So I'm really looking forward to that. If we could win out, that's just the first chapter of the story, honestly. So that would be 68, 68 and 14 would be a record. If we could win out, that would be incredible. But you know what Monty says, he's just worried about the next game. It's going to be against golden state, but we win, you know, Steph Curry wasn't there. Yada, yada, yada. Next game after that at Memphis, we win, you know, no John Morant, yada, yada, yada. And then at Oklahoma City, we play home home to the Lakers next Tuesday at the Clippers at Utah, which I still might go. I'm not kind of sure where where that's at, if guys are going to be playing or if they're going to pull it at that point. I'd love to go to that game, but have it be competitive. And then we finish off the season home to Sacramento. One thing we forgot to talk about was the Arizona Cardinals. Done. Was that sufficient? That's done. Was that sufficient yeah. for them? Yeah, I think that was absolutely sufficient. What are you so, doing, Kai? We'll we'll talk about them after the season, just like we gave them their respect and their props when they were good. But now we're we're an all Phoenix Suns podcast right now. I really want to be coming out with a lot of content during playoff time as well, too. Hopefully, more podcasts during the week, uh, stuff after post games. Potentially, even though I know a lot of Suns podcasts do that, so I don't want to step on toes. But we'll come up with our own thing, maybe pregame or something. I, I think it's going to be a big time. I really want to do a live stream of the Warriors game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to or have time just because of personal stuff going on. But we will be doing a post game after the Golden State game. It will be a little bit later time. Obviously, we will have a, a podcast there. So, do you guys think we beat Golden State next Wednesday? Yay or nay? Amit. Revenge game, yes. And, and, and its playoff implications. I mean, the next two games, because we lost our last two games against those teams we lost. So these are yeah. times where we're trying to sh- let you know, yo, you, this is the team. Like, if you thought, like, you can come in here, like Minnesota or whoever, and talk some shit or, or feel like, like you got a little bit of sauce, that's not the place. You're not, we're not fucking around. The Suns are not fucking around right now. I'm very sorry, Janus. There was a lot of a lot of naughty words on here, so so please please forgive us. Uh, JJ, are we are we getting that dub Wednesday night? Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Warriors fans all year have been talking like, "Oh, wait till we get James Wiseman back. Wait till we get Clay back. <laughs> he and gone. He ain't. Yeah. Now we're at the end of the season. Uh, like Curry's out with a you know rolled ankle. Uh, Wiseman he not even sniffing the court and. This Warriors team seems a lot worse uh, now than it was even midway through the season. So this is definitely a revenge game for us. I'm not going to take it too seriously because the playoffs is where it matters. So I'm not going to harp on it like uh, like Warriors fans with like uh, them being in the in the lead a two just a two to one game this year. But I don't get I don't care. But just come uh, out yeah, I, I think we win Wednesday for sure. Yeah, just come out healthy get when we can celebrate win Healthy. number 62 Wednesday night. How about that? We would be tying <sighs> yeah. that. So that would be, that would be special, but you know, everybody on this podcast knew that when we were forming this, you know, there was going to be no secret. Of course we were going to have a historic year because he's on fire podcast, just started production. So it's no, it's no news to us. Um, You guys, thank you so much for, for joining. Thank you so much for taking the time out to to watch this episode about Devin Booker and why he is the MVP this year and next year. I'm mad at everybody who didn't call me out when it said 2023 on the on the episode list. I, I meant to put 2022, but you know what? He's MVP next year. 
It's a great time, Suns fans. Relish it. Relish the last two weeks. And let's come together, Suns fan. Let's stop bitching amongst each other about little things that don't matter. All about Larry O'Brien. Come together. We're gonna shit this game, y'all. Let's do it, y'all.